This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Where am I? What is, is this? Is this back? Is this home? Oh, uh, Ariane, Ariane, Craig, Steve, is anybody there? Uh, oh, it's you. Good, good. Now sit quickly. Sit, sit, sit. I have many questions for you. First off, what is today's date? No, I'm not interested in the calendar. I need to know the date. I have been stuck in a time warp loop, a chronotonic anomaly for the past week or 10 years. It's hard to tell and I need to know where I made it out. So it seems I have lost a week. Now I just have to figure out which week I have lost. Ah, this explains a lot of things and why I haven't been here to tell you the great tale of the Talmari Celestia. But I'm here now, and how long has that drink been open? Never mind. Uh, I'll get the fresh one. Uh, so you wanted to... Good, good. You sit while I drink, and I tell you more stories of the Talmari Celestia. It's a good way to keep my time in time. And None of this is going to make any sense in the long run. You know that. Of course, good. Now... Sit, I, I drink and we ramble. <sighs> what can I say about the last time you were at the Talmari Celestia? All I have to say is, one, Mirgrad was working with Tuvo and the Brins when something interesting was about to happen with Tuvo. But we all know why you come back. You want to know what happened during the security office. When Ty and Duli talking to Kali, who has now been informed that Ty is in fact Ty and was not Dr. Marine Spears due to body changing and things like that, and has actually turned the gun on, on Ty, but that's for a different story. But they are trying to protect the Mimbari that brought them here. Unfortunately, the door opened and there stood a deranged, slightly blue captain with a grenade. But why start there? Let's talk with Tuvo first. What do you think? All right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> craziness abounds, as always. I appreciate that. I love that about you guys. So, the last we like I said, there is a GM Fiat. In this particular case, I can't just, like, give it to you as a button to press to say, okay, this is a Fiat, because it is for, and I'll, I'll mention this as a little hint, it is character-based. Again, I'm just going to set that out there because I, I will not tell you the entirety of this because everything that happens in a game always has to be something of a gamble and rather uh, a gamble rather than a negotiation. So that depends on y'all. And okay. So I guess whenever one of, one of our characters like turns to the camera and does the oh no home alone face is when we're, we're deciding to invoke the GM fiat. <laughs> <laughs> Some, oh, okay, 
if, if this was a series, this would be the writer going, and then this happened. But as a player, and since you guys can't make the face because none of us have our camera on, uh, <laughs> you can definitely go, that's it, I invoke Fiat. I invoke it! <laughs> um, so, and again, you could also uh, talk to your other players saying, I wish to invoke, is everyone okay with this? And knowing our players, one is probably going to say, okay. The other one's going to say, sure. And the third one is probably go, God damn, I need to know what it now. Do it, do it, do it! Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be real here. We know I'm going to be like, yeah, dog, pull that cord. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what kind of chaos this handle does. <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, I'll leave it up to y'all. Again, so where we left off, you were dealing with the captain, uh, Joan Sorenko, who had, uh, as far as anyone can tell, gone insane from the uh, little medication that she had gotten from Dr. Rule through Dr. Noreen Spears, a.k.a. Ty, because Rule does that sort of stuff. And I'm, so... I'm also willing to accept that racism made her crazy. Sorry, what was that? I'm also willing to accept that racism made her crazy, because I'm pretty sure it does that. Oh, yes. Oh, well, yeah, let's not lie. Yes. In this case, you know, let's just say the, the racism was evident in the TV show, and now in this case, you have to deal with it in a essentially, I won't say super-powered, but highly regenerative, low, uh, uh, highly functional, low-impulse control uh, veteran of various wars. So super-powered. Uh, the superpower in this case, as far as you can tell, seems to be, uh, again, as you notice with the, uh, the drug, is very much an anti-aging reparative. It's more that she has not Wolverine level of regeneration, but you get the idea. Heals much faster. So superpowers. Okay, fair enough. Superpowers, whatever. Run like away. you keep you keep like saying no, it's not superpowers. It's this thing that's exactly like superpowers, and I'm just like, okay. Mm. I, I think of it as a matter of degrees. I don't see it as superpowers because I see superpowers as much more grandiose. But in this particular case, yeah, I guess superpowered is the case, but I see it as a matter of degrees because it's not the four-color movie Deadpool Wolverine-esque level of healing factor. You know, we're also, or like Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy where you hear little twitches and phones cracking as they reset themselves. Yeah, so like I said, we have the Fiat in place. Uh, when last we left you guys, however, let's see. Mirgrat, you were dealing with a particular situation because uh, y'all had decided that you try to contact engineering to see if they could help getting uh, Edlin's <laughs> ship out. They said they could when they got attacked by the captain who had been going through was essentially what they might call Jeffrey's tubes or engineering ducts for all sorts of stuff to avoid uh, sensors and everything else. She is the yeah, captain. She went, knows her ship like the back of her hand. Went very, very poorly. Yes. So, um... However, it was decided that since you guys had Milgram, who was the original source of you know, the holder of the Borlon piece, that got everybody into this situation in the first place, in theory, that you guys were going to pull a Bugs Bunny and, you know, hold him under a, under a box with a stick with a sign outside that said, Free Milgram, uh, in the hopes that the captain... <laughs> Uh, in the hopes that the captain would go under said box to kill said Milgram, and then you could, you know, pull out the stick and capture the box and capture them all. Oh, it super worked just a little too early. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yes, so Tuvo was staying with Mirgrat, 
when Tuvo at some point looked over, you know, after some conversation with Milgram when he left, uh, again, was also working with the brains at the same time. Tuvo at one point looked over and said, uh, 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 librarian, uh, I, I don't feel so good. And blood was shooting out his nose and he collapsed. Yeah, that's um, generally a bad sign. <laughs> at the same time, yes, uh, Dooley and Ty uh, took Milgram to the security area uh, in hopes of getting both weapons, protection, and again, it was the best place to set up the trap for the captain because the security area has the cells which are designed it to be very difficult to go in and out of without authorizations so they figured since it's like one way in one way out of the cells you know she'll have to come in this way so we can be ready for her no problem however once explaining that to Kadi, who uh, at first was like oh you want to be now like regular member of the crew considering your uh Julie is a essentially a uh, secret service agent of the crew yeah sure Here's your authorizations. Here, here's your sidearm. Here's the armor that you need that we usually use for riots and larger scale issues. To which she also looked over at Dooley and said, "You're about my size. Here," and basically gave one of the suits that was designed for uh, Narns, which Narns can wear basically human stuff, but there's a little bit of shape difference. But however, Ty, who was known as Doctor Noreen Spears, to Kali. Uh, asked for assistance. They wanted to know why a doctor was involved. And at one point, Kali made a mention about Bugs Bunny, to which Ty had no clue about and just assumed, oh, yes, that's one of the uh, great human gods that we worship. Um, and then Kali went, yeah, you'd have to spend no time around humans, have you? Who are you? We know that people are brain jumped. Who's in your head? I want to know now. And thus, the story of Ty was spilled to Kali. Kali then basically allowed Ty to be Ty because Julie signed off on her. Basically said, look, I trust her. I know what's going on. Kali said, I trust you, Julie. I don't trust her, but if you trust her, I'll at least trust you that you know what to do with her. And which I know is a lot of pronouns in a small space, but you get the idea. Because I know that you know that I know that you know that I know that you know this. <laughs> Basically, from there, you got Milgram in the cell. He kind of did some meditation, hoping to use some of his psychic abilities to try to find the captain and any other information he can glean uh, and everything else he might need to know. When, oh yes, and by the way, Ty was not given a firearm, but Ty was given a security baton, not unlike a, um, oh, there's a term for it. I, I know it is a cobra baton where you flick it out, it go, you know, goes from a, so while we wait for uh, Julie to come back, I guess we'll start with uh, Mirgrat, because otherwise, got to keep the tension going. So, I have to grab my cards, because I've always got to grab my cards, because y'all are going to, you know, scared sensible folks. <laughs> All right. So, Mirgrat, uh, so you just watched Tuvo, your greatest of assistants and interns, collapse with a bloody nose. Uh, saying, essentially, uh, Librarian, I, I don't feel so good, and thud. This is calamitous! Inside blood has become outside blood! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can you say that again? We got we got Dooley back, so I heard a beat, so go ahead, say that again. This is calamitous! 
notice. In turn, Tuvo's inside blood has become outside blood. Indeed it has. So basically, yeah, I, I, he just collapsed. He's not responding to anything. The brains, on the other hand, just kind of turn to look at the situation as best as brains can in a jar. So what do you do? Uh, I'm going to give him medical attention. I, right. <laughs> I like I'll, I'll I'll roll medicine. Uh, this is this is kind of my this is my bailiwick. <laughs> <laughs> this is your bag, indeed. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I will Just... say for the record that suddenly coming back to the podcast with Mirkrat's voice in in, in active <laughs> mode is quite startling. <laughs> oh yes, I am sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty five, dog. Oh, wow. nice. All nice. right. Coming through for my favorite intern. <laughs> Gotta do something, right? So Ty's kid and Ty will be very mad if Mirrorette lets him die. I feel like mad so. is such a passive, calm word for what Ty will be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mirrorette will yeah. also be very upset. Uh, Tuvo is their favorite intern. <laughs> so, Okay. With a 25, you realize that part of the leakage he has is, of course, his inside blood, but also uh, it's not the right consistency for human tissue. And again, I know you have the alien empathy, uh, which is good for this situation. Um, so in this particular uh, situation, though, you recognize the blood is not the right color. It's a little too yellowish, uh, if that might be the right term. It's a little... It, it's spectruming into the wrong direction. Oh, shit. His liver's failing. So, uh, give me another medicine check as you pull out scanners and do a few other things. I mean, if me, Becca, can tell that his liver's failing, I, like, this is bad. <laughs> 34! It's, oh, it's oh, yeah. the why that matters, too. This isn't the liver failing. Yeah, it definitely, as you bring out the things, okay, let's take a look at what's going on. His liver's fine. His duct functioning is fine. What this is seems to be tinged with is neural tissue. That's still bad. That's really fucking bad. It's, <laughs> um, it's closer to synaptic fluid, but when you do the scan, especially with the 34, you realize why his synapses were on overload. He It's as if he just received a massive data dump from somewhere. That's bad. Last time I did that, I got down to 4 HP. <laughs> <laughs> so at least you know exactly what to do. And now again, the good news is that you as a telepath and you as a healer immediately kind of go, okay, let's do a quick scan, make sure he's okay, everything else like that. Uh, give me a quick telepathy check. Okay, let me check. Is... 13. Not 13. so great. Nope, not so great. But you can do a basic scan of, okay, what's going on? Now, yes, apparently from what you can tell from the thoughts coming out of him, there is a lot of data dump currently in action. He is to use network techniques rather than, you know, mystical ideas. Um, his firewall hasn't been breached so much as it had been let down, essentially, for whatever reason. And he's now receiving a a vastly lar over large file from an outside source from a different channel. Yeah, that's bad. Mm -hmm. 
Do you need a moment to ponder this for a bit? I mean, um, I guess, uh, is there any way that I can, like, interrupt the download? Do you want, okay, this is going to be another telepathy check. Basically, you're, you're doing closer to something like a deep scan to, if nothing else, if either interrupt the download or scan the download itself. Basically, you're kind of using him as a nexus point. Oh, what was your check? Yeah, uh, turns out I was only marginally better that time. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, technically better because you made it past the 15 mark. Um, okay, I won't say in this case that you'll be able to interrupt, but you will be able to get little bits and pieces of the download. And what you're getting is a very fast education and information data dump. But you can only catch like every 20th line. There are a few things that come to mind. One is uh, the concept of a lore keeper and how that's for some reason exceedingly useful. You don't know why or how, or even what this lore keeper is about, but the concept of a lore keeper is essentially very valuable. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it has to do with being able to get all this information without your brain melting, which so far is not going great for Portuo. Yeah, exactly. The other one is the concept of the model builder and how the model builder may be a safeguard. Again, what this means, you're not entirely sure. You do know, however, that the model builder, you get just enough of the frequency to know there is a planet with the model builder, whatever the hell that is, a number of jumps away. If you could get into a vessel that could do a jump, you could get there in probably two or three days. Okay, as soon as I get this information, I'm like, I'm gonna like, like, I'm gonna like try to like put it on a data crystal immediately so that it doesn't like sieve out of my brain. And okay. also because like, um, I, yeah, I wanna make sure that, cause like this is, this is information that can get us to a different system of planets, which I feel is important vis-a-vis not being stuck in this like awful Vorlon space planet thing. All right. So in this particular case, I have something for you, but I need you to make a will save. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a sec. No problem. Check. Will save it. Okay, you're a telepath and a scientist. It's got to be kind of high. I mean, it's my second highest because, I mean, I'm a Pac before all of those things, so Ford is my best. (laughs) Go ahead and try that reflex save. It's not going to happen. What do you got? 13. I'll allow. It's not bad. Basically, you have enough sense that when you're getting the will, you reach over at your remote controls of your recorder and just basically say record. All you do is and then as things come to you, you just repeat them. So all your recorder is doing is listening to you. You're basically holding a tape recorder up to you as you're getting visions and saying, uh, this and this happened, and then this, trying to record your dreams before they disappear. So you get (laughs) interruptions of information, things that don't sound right, don't sound uh, good, kind of like that rumbling car outside. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, sorry so, about that. That's okay, it's fine. Nothing to be sorry for. It's not you rumbling a car. But at the same time, you're trying to get this information in. One, again, just to record it so you don't have the same sort of issue you did with the bugs. You remember the bugs. 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 I do bugs. remember the bugs. <laughs> not <we> remember. Yep. <laughs> yep. So this is only so much you can get, but you it's it's a lot going into Tubo. And as far as you can tell, give me one more telepathy check, just really quick. Okay. 30! Ah, 30! Roll is a 19. Not bad. Okay. Here's where it's also helpful. You're realizing that Tubo is taking the brunt of this, of all the stuff being sent to him, but he's not getting all of it. The brains, thanks to that the, the dream, uh, the, the sleep helper, the telepath uh, uh, Centauri brain, a lot of that's being distributed from Tubo as a nexus point to the brains themselves. They're acting as external hard drives for some of the data that he cannot process or contain. Oh my god, god bless these brains. <laughs> Thank you, brains, for your valiant sacrifice for intern Tuvo. Um, mm -hmm. I would like to add my brain to this, like, sponge collective of, of, of folks just trying to keep intern Tuvo's full brain from melting. Um, right. So I want to link up to their network. Now, here's for you is not a will save in this regard. It is a fortitude save. Your brain is still healing from the incident from the bugs with that direct download of the scream and everything else like that, that you can't remove everything of it. That almost killed you. That's fine, for it's my best save. 20. 20, okay. You can link yourself up, but again, you're still not getting much more than every 20th or 30th line. But That's between... fine, I'm, I'm doing this so that I can contribute to the overflow uh, drainage system so that we can keep intern Tubo's brain from melting. This is not about information gathering. This is about preservation of my intern. Gotcha. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, I had this bizarre, I, you know, if this was cinematography, I would see everybody in that kind of collective, that hum of, of force or whatever they're using to simulate telepathy. Give, sorry, to give a video, audio sensation of telepathy and use. And then when it stops, Mirgrat just falls to the ground and throws up, which, as an interesting note, as a writer, is beautiful because this is both a disgusting, I am exhausted and this also hurt me a lot to do that, but the concept that the Pakmara keep knowledge in the stomach. Yes. As knowledge comes up, so it comes out. And so that would be almost this bizarre little um, kind of moment for Mirgrat to go, oh man. We're in trouble. Too much knowledge. So it's gonna be Milgram's fault, isn't it? And Ty is gonna regret trying not to let the captain fucking murder him. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, now that we have the other two back, while that happened with Becca, sorry, with Mirgrath, Ty and Julie and and uh, Kali, as. As we last last time, y'all had had Milgram in a cell. Kali was in the office, and you were about to both were about to open the door. Milgram in a cell where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard! <laughs> I'm 
sorry, I had this bizarre sense that if they do have not like force field uh, walls, but actual doors or, you know, glass, you, you know, the uh, protective glass or, or plexiglass, whatever, that somebody had just spray painted the word bastard on the front of his cell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they did it in Pacmara, so like. <laughs> So unfortunately, that with that case, you know, the, the amount of suspects dwindles to a handful. It so, could be anyone. That's a thing can write, Pac It's just yeah. like talking yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just like challenging. It's impossible. <laughs> Not your story, and you're sticking to it. Uh, so Damn fucking straight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as you guys were leaving to try to go find the captain, the captain was the, on the other side of the door, smiling and holding a grenade. So, at this point, I'm going to need a reflex save from Ty and Dewey. Let's get started with a bang! Oh, good Try not to fail. Oh dear. Oh. oh dear. Okay. Uh, oh god. So yeah, Dooley, you essentially just lock up as you're like, let's go find this person who's who's a threat to everybody on this ship and oh crap, there they are. Uh, Dooley has decided that if she doesn't move, the captain can't see. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I love those ones first off in the game. Yeah. Or and, that... I mean, sometimes your reaction is freeze. That's valid. It's mm. very true. Um, or, you know, if you prefer a line I wrote, which was, his brain decided that he was absolutely done with everything for today, and please don't bother it later on until it had time to process what had just happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dooley's so... rainbow wheel is spinning. Yes. <laughs> However... Hi, and from what I can see, Kali made their saving throw. Hi, you made it just basically barely, but you're the one closest to the situation. So I give you one action. What do you do? Jump behind the nearest solid object desk. Okay. Whatever, whatever. So if that's the case, you the, the biggest object you can dive behind in this case is the security desk itself, where Kali is. So it a because she also made her saving throw by a punch. Uh, what essentially happens is when you see the grenade, your first instinct is, as you said, to find cover. You dive over the security desk, just leaping over it. But Kali is on the other side. She sees you coming. She saw the situation. She grabs your arm at the, the bicep area, pulls you down with her, so that basically she drags you from midair. To the deck, under the desk. At S. You know, so in other words, if this is an explosive, both of you, in theory, should be fine. At least from the initial explosion. So, but yeah. With the great yell of, grenade! And yank, down, boom! You know, it's one of those things of just beautiful cinematography as the captain lobs the grenade inside. So, this is where we get something interesting. All right, I know we've done this once. Once. <laughs> Just for the record, I don't have a backup character. 
<laughs> thought I'd mention that before you kill me. <laughs> like I said, the fiat still is in play. So, if everyone would be so kind and not paragraph, but Ty and Julie, would you roll initiative? Sure. I don't know how to do that. No worries. So basically, initiative is to determine who goes first, and for you, it's normally, unless you have a speed like improved initiative. Nope. Okay. Well, so, it's on the bottom of the first page. Yes. It's usually yeah, the... Yeah, uh, oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, I got it. It's probably just you plus your dexterity modifier. That's pretty much it. Okay. So we have oh, a... on the wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Nine and four. Okay, just a moment while I make my list. Which makes sense, because I'm busy trying not to bleed and really hurt. And... <laughs> Fair. I mean, yeah. Julie is having a bad day. Okay, yeah. I had a bad day the moment I thought on the ship and it would be like my ticket home. And instead, it's just all crazy people <laughs> and bugs and more crazy her. people. <laughs> the moment you got on the ship, you met Mirgrat. That's a good day. I met Mirgrat before I got on the ship. <laughs> I, I, I was counting the shuttle, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering your character has a bit of the... Julie, let's not lie. Your character is kind of Jack from Titanic. You literally won your ticket in a gambling bet, and yep. we're trying to, you know, as you followed. So yeah, there's that. Oh yeah, I guess you were always destined to drown in the Atlantic. <laughs> oh gee, thanks. That's good. So, all right. See here, coming up first on the on the roster is the captain who throws the grenade, and then promptly runs through. Uh, uh, Dooley, kind of like jumping over Dooley more than anything else. So let me do a quick... Yeah, because I'm uh, on the ground trying to figure out where my brains went. <laughs> <laughs> you were standing, so let me do this real quick. Plus... Okay, I'm standing we only have one person with their brain leaking out their ears at a time, and Intern Tuvo has claimed that position currently. Okay, you just <laughs> made this rule up. It doesn't apply yet. <laughs> I, think she's, I think she's applying, you know, for this to be a, a standard house rule, only one brain leakage a, a game. I mean, this is just like, at this point, I'm guessing it's a wish list more than anything. <laughs> yep. You can't make up rules on the fly. They have to be decided upon beforehand. And, and then, like, it's like at intersections where they're putting in a new stop sign. They have to have, like, a couple weeks ahead of time where they have the sign that says there's going to be a stop sign there. Yep. Yep. So, Julie, what is your defensive rating? I t am I flat-footed? Yes, you are. 14. 14. Okay. So the captain essentially doesn't punch you so much as use both hands to shove you down. So basically, you're going to be, uh, next round you're going to be flat on your back, as she then basically uses that to leapfrog over you towards the cells. Okay. Uh, the, the cell doors have to be opened, which is the only reason why any of this is going to be weird, but she, yeah, she just leapfrogs over you and tries to go to the, the console to open the doors. Ty, you're under the desk, behind, uh, you, know, you know, crouched down, with uh, Kali, you have next action. What do you do? Um, I'm gonna start yelling at Kali to fucking shoot the captain who is right there. Okay, well, Kali, okay, you just yell, shoot the captain, shoot the captain! 
Exactly. No this problem. Is not my specialty. She's actually the next person in line for action, so she takes her first action to get up and she tries an attack, which I uh, if I guess correctly. Uh, all right. So she draws her PPG and fires, and actually looks like she hits the captain full. Twelve points of damage, not too shabby. But the captain just sort of like gets it in the shoulder and she's so like, Ugh, but doesn't seem that affected. Dooley, you're on your back. The captain has just leapfrogged over you to get to the console. All right, important question. Did I manage to keep my weapon? Uh, give me a reflex save. Let's find out. Okay. 18. 18. Yes, I'm, I'm going to assume that you actually you managed to hold, keep hold of your weapon. You'll have to draw bead and fire. Uh, so you, just, you'll be doing that from upside down. But yeah, you can in theory do that. Yeah, I'm going to shoot. Uh, okay. And I don't think you have a negative prone. I think it's negatives to hit you, but not negatives to shoot, if I remember correctly. In this case, it is because you're you're both upside down aiming while okay. you're on your back. So I'm going to give you a minus two. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead and give it a shot. Not going to hit Yeah. goes wide. Again, again that when you, you're upside down, you've just been thrown on your back, so you're a little shaken up a little bit. So yep. just being able to draw overhead and shoot is not the easiest thing in the world. So there's that. The captain. Oh yes. Should I mention where's the stat on that? It disappeared on me. Can you? Here we go. So usually they say a round, which is how long it takes for everyone to do their action. It's about six seconds. Uh, for those who don't know. Uh, in this particular case, six seconds is more than enough for the grenade to go off. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So here we go. There's a special stat on this, which is here we go. Okay, so it's the this what she apparently did was set off with a morph gas grenade. No, oh. uh, which is uh, as they say, morph gas is a standard Earth Alliance response to major civil disturbances and is capable of rendering unconscious even the toughest human or alien. Security teams on riot duty are often armed with morph gas grenades in certain locations of the yada yada yada. Character wearing a breather mask or pressure suit is immune to affect the morph gas. That's all it says. So I'm going to give everybody a very high fortitude save to see whether or not they essentially hold their breath and can still act. Um, I have a breather mask because, if I recall correctly, I we, specifically asked for one. Yeah, we could. Yeah, so, we put on masks because they were going to gas something. I forget. Well, that was uh, was that uh, was that uh, first of all was that Ty or Noreen Spears that had the breather mask? No, like the last episode, like when they were giving me, like when um, Polly was giving me armor. I'm ninety percent, ninety five percent sure. I also asked for a breather mask because. Yeah, I didn't. I, she, yeah, I'm like, pretty she sure. She tried to give me like a weapon, and I was like, I don't want that. I did ask for a mask. I think I have one. I know you put yours on. I have one. I don't think I put it on yet. 
Yeah. Well, because I remember commenting, oh, yeah, I already have one. Because you have one, but again, breather masks are not something you just walk around the station wearing. Right. Um, Jet's got one, because I have one too, but it would not obviously fit a human body, so I'm not carrying it. Okay. So if I'm hearing this correctly, yes. Uh, Julie, you have a breather mask. Normally a little bulky, but I'm just kind of running with it. You have a breather mask, but you're not currently wearing it. Correct. Uh, you were issued a breather mask when going through the armory. Is this correct? Yes, like four minutes ago or whatever. Okay. So yeah. you haven't. Uh, so you're not wearing it yet. So if on your next round, both of you want to take a moment to, uh, basically, to use your action to put your masks on, that'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So the captain is ignoring the morph gas, which is just shooting out of this grenade like a smoke grenade, but it is quickly filling up the room. Kali does not have a mask on her. So after the smoke grenade goes off, she starts running for the armory to try to get something. But again, she's going to need a fortitude save here. She's not looking good. If she got some, it's going to affect her for a while. So, so that's why I said, can I get a, uh, just, just for my head and for the nose. Oh, yeah. What's up? No, you want a fort save. Fort save from everyone. Just to get, the thing went off, okay. so now you're, you know, holding your breath to get your mask on. Can I get that from both real? Oh, dear. Oh. What is with my rolls today? Okay. okay. So, Did hi. Did you maiden? <laughs> I, I, Have I you made know. your ritual sacrifices to Dice Maiden today? Uh, I must have gotten something. Okay, so here's where it gets fun. Julie, you're upside down, so when the morph gas goes off, you realize you have to essentially drop your pistol uh, and reach for your breather mask, but you also get a little bit of the inhale because essentially you're closer to the grenade going off because you're down on the ground where the grenade is. It's not like it's up above and you're waiting for smoke to go down. It's just down there. Whoosh. Okay, see, now I, I wouldn't call that fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just so, saying. Hi, you managed to hold your breath the second you saw smoke. Because again, at least for you, that's old hat from being a trucker. Mm. If you see smoke anywhere inside a ship, you hold your breath immediately because you have no idea what it is. Now, you did get your fortitude saved, but your next round, you're going to be spending uh, putting, getting your mask on as, as soon as possible. All right? So That's what I'm going to do. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, Captain does the captain's turn, in this case, is to uh, keep punching away the keypad, but she's finding out that her code key here has been shut out. That's her action. Hi, <laughs> your action is... What was that? countermeasures are in force, baby! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thankfully, so, we did that. So, in this case, Ty reaches for the breather mask, jams it on her head, you know, make sure it you know, hits the button so it's, uh, it suctions itself to your face, and little uh, canisters of oxygen start going through. It has an interesting smell, but that's all, you know, contained oxygen anyway. Uh, but otherwise, you're like, I can breathe and I'm not getting gassed. Good. Now, you can also detect that this is, again, a very thick gas. It's a smoke, like anything else. 
So your vision is going to be a little hindered, but not a whole lot. It's just like being in dry ice. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Kali also is again running for uh Yes. So yeah, actually she got the same thing as you, 15. So she's holding her breath too and is running for uh, a map. What? No, I didn't get the... Sorry, that, oh, that I was got Kali, 15. not Julie. Yeah, I got five. Yeah, Kali made the same Oh, Kali. Got... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Fine. Kali, Julie, there's a lot of similarities there. Uh, you guys have family together? Um... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an race. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm hearing the bit in Doctor Who. Are they like cactuses? That's cacti. That's racist! So I'm here like, are you guys you know, related together? That's, you know, that's a stereotype! So, uh, in this particular case, she's running for the armory to try to get some sort of protection on because otherwise she knows she's down in like two rounds. So, okay. And then, Julie, you uh, did not, you make your saving throw. Um, give me another, give me a reflex save in this case to see whether or not you get your mask on in time. Oh, well, there okay. we go. Nice. 20. 20. Good. At, at least there, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. You're starting to feel some of the oxygen, you know, oxygen go away, and you're going to be a little bit of a minus when you attack everything else like that because you're getting hit with knockout gas. But at right. the same time, you managed to get the face mask on so you could at least breathe enough. But you managed to gulp down a couple of breaths of this stuff, so you're going to be a little out of it for a while. So we'll deal with that in a second. For lack of a term, consider all your dice rolls to be at a minus four. Kind of so. not much point in shooting at that point. <laughs> <laughs> there's always there's always a critical hit. There's all just saying. Oh, you know. So yeah, uh, I'm sure we're real excited to be relying on that with the way she's been rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I roll triple ones. Okay, this this PBG is just gonna explode in my hands, right? Maya's gonna have to shoot a gun, isn't she? <laughs> God damn it. Okay. I, I love the I, I love the phrase, and this is another one to the for the bumper sticker lounge. Tie to the rescue! Oh god damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it's not a mirror out to the rescue. I have a negative one dex modifier. <laughs> I believe that mirror out to the rescue! Pray for the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean especially since I've got one of those PPGs that does extra damage because it's Pac made. Yep. <laughs> In that case, it's like it's like it's like a um, sawed-off shotgun, where you don't know if you'll be able to hit something, but if you do, it's going away. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we really do want to get past the Godzilla threshold before we start letting Mirgrat firing guns. <laughs> where's the fun in that? <laughs> I don't know, where's the fun being accidentally spaced because Mirgarat punched a hole through the hull? PPGs uh, uh, are designed to not go through hull, yeah. and specifically why they're designed. I'm just saying, Mirgarat's <laughs> bad enough at shooting that that is a real possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say it's not, but uh, that being said, so Julie, you're a minus. The captain keeps getting frustrated that her code isn't working, and actually, at one point, just you can see her kind of and starts rummaging through what is essentially a fanny pack that she has on her back 
that she's, you know, pulling stuff from. The only person who can actually see anything is Dooley. So Dooley, give me a notice check. You're still at the minus four. Okay, let me notice is one of my better ones. So let me check what it is. Okay. Twenty-four. <laughs> That's with the negative. Yes, it's okay. it's normally twelve. Nice. So you notice that she's uh, the the backpack she's got. It's not exactly a full backpack. Like I said, it's kind of like a, a lower backpack, like a fanny pack except on uh, on steroids. Uh, but she pulls out what is essentially a form of plastic explosives. Uh, however, Babylon flies would do that. They would okay, think, but you know, what would I know what they are? It, there are some things that are universally recognized for drama purposes. Okay. There. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not quite she's pulled out a circular, uh, uh, a black orb with a fuse on it with the word bomb on the side. But... <laughs> <laughs> but close enough. But basically, yeah, you could tell it's nothing else from, you know, blasting caps on there and a few other details. This is what she's got is some sort of shape charge. Again, with that high notice, I'm just going to let you have it. But yeah, you're like, you're like, she pulls out essentially a shape charge or, excuse me, allow me to get more Babylon 5-ish. And I think this is true for Babylon 5. She pulls out a sticky gun, which again, like Firefly, I think, produces a... Uh, explosive goo through a gun so you can etch into it. Uh, she immediately starts taking it out and and spraying the door with it. So okay, yep. but that was oh, of the cell. You mean? Oh yeah. Oh sorry, of the doorway to the cell. She's not in the cell yet. You're in the office outside. She's trying to get into the cell. Okay. Uh, so that's you. Hi, you've got your mask on. You're hiding under the desk. What do you do? Um, I guess look out to, s I mean, I guess to see what Kali is doing. Just like glance around, like look like over the top of it. <laughs> Stick just enough of your head out to see what's going on. See what's okay. going on. <laughs> All right. Give me a notice check as well. Um, <laughs> You're at a minus two because of the, the environment, but go ahead. Sixteen. Okay. I'll also grant that you will see the captain rummaging around in her pack, pull out a sticky gun, and start spraying the door to the cells with it. Um, and again, I'll give it to you too. Again, kind of universal. What she's using might be considered by Space Trucker is a breaching tool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Which, again, you would recognize from people trying to breach into your stuff, as well as it's a great way to say... We have to unseal this to find out what we could scavenge, get the sticky gun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's spraying the sticky gun in on the door. So that's, you get a, basically you just stick your head out to do that. Anything else you want to do in the six seconds that you have? Can I like make a flying tackle or throw something to like try to prevent her from doing this? Or is that like a second action technically? I don't know. Uh, Technically, they usually have what they call move actions and attack actions. Now, you've done your move action, so you could attack. Uh, in this particular case, you could throw something if you had something to try to throw at her to get her attention. If you want to do a flying tackle from where you are, it's going to require an athletics check and an attack roll. Let's, Let's think see. about how awesome it will look. 
Won't it? Uh, the only thing I have on me is a war crimes journal. I don't think throwing that's really going to stop her. So, all right, here we you go. You also have your baton. No, I didn't. I didn't want the baton. Remember, I don't have that's the right. baton. <laughs> okay. All right. So all right. you say acrobatics. Acrobatics or athletics? Uh, let's see which ones are actually in this. Which is in this version of the of the game system? Uh, it is. Actually, acrobatics I'll need first, because that's you leaping over a deck. Thank God. The other one is negative two. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10. Oh, okay. That's enough to get you over the desk, but you're going to be at your uh, attack at minus two, simply because it's not, you just got over the desk. You didn't like do the flying huzzah leap over I mean, yeah, that sounds like Kai. So, yeah. like, <laughs> um, Kai does not run into combat, so there you go. Which one? Uh, close combat or yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. Close combat. Close combat. Yeah. One. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. Okay. So you actually hit with the. Uh... Wow, you got a pretty decent roll. Okay. So that would be. Are you just basically trying to tackle her? So that's a. Yeah, just like a tackle. Just like. Okay. Knock her over or distract her at least. Okay. One or the other. It's really oh. hard to keep welding something when someone is dumping on you. Yeah, when they're messing around <laughs> with you. Yeah, exactly. You say this with the weary voice of experience. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can I get a hoorah? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm hearing in my head. Can I? Yeah, did you try the tackle? You did. You didn't quite get the attack there, so. Wait, wait, hold on a second. No, your attack landed, so, but you tried to tackle, so that is a... Did she miss the... What was the last roll? Was well, it your... Did you make your... Acrobat. I made the check. completed the tackle. Yeah. It, well, no, yeah, you, you got the attack. that good? Yeah. So you got, you, you got, you landed an attack, so essentially you didn't miss so much tackle, so much punch in this particular case. So you at least get damage for your punch. What is your strength? <laughs> Um, let me see. Six. Yeah, I have a negative two modifier, so. Oh, four. God. Ty is incredible. There's a reason Ty did not want any weapons. Yeah. She is incredibly physically weak. Okie dokie then. All right. Uh, where is the unarmed attack? Uh, so. All right, in that case, you're on a minus two, so I think that's a 1d4 minus two for damage. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Now, the good news is she can't take minus damage, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, negative the bad one. news is that it makes you dead, but... <laughs> There's a reason I went for the tackle, because anything else Tywis is likely more likely to hurt herself than the person she actually wanted to attack. Fair enough. I guess the distraction uh, thing works. Yeah. So in this particular case, yeah, it's a little bit of distraction. Uh, you basically punch her for one point of damage. Uh, so, okay. You ever seen the old image of the 98-pound weakling nerd going up against the, 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 the buff jock and they do the, you know, the hand-flapping bit with the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. Because if you want to tackle, you still have to make a grapple check. 
which again, at a minus two, I'm like, oh god, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that later. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah, it does say there is a minute, you cannot uh, bring the damage below a result of one. So a hit deals at least one point of damage, so there you go! Oh yeah, so oh, yeah, and your strength bonus applies to the damage roll rather than 1.5 times the character's strength modifier. Uh, so, <laughs> so you deal one point times negative two. Uh, yes. All right. So that being said, <laughs> this is going to be fun. All right. So that was Ty. Kali uh, spends this time again getting the mask. And actually, rummages it for a mask and, and puts it on. So that's done. Uh, Dooley, you are still at a minus. You're still on your back. Uh, you had to drop your your pistol to put the mask on. So what right. do you do? Pick up the mask and put it on. Well, that part you did. Oh, I already did that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pick up the pistol. Okay. So there's that. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. So top of the round is the captain. Now, the captain felt the love tap that Ty gave. The gentle snack. Um, here's where the panic should set in, Ty. Because you went for a tackle with a person holding a sticky gun of sprayed explosives. Who stops what she's doing for a second to reach down and let's get an attack roll. That is technically a ranged attack. Alright. Uh, oh, actually. Personal range. Got it. Alright. All right, 13. Just so I know, uh, Ty's defensive value, that is your dex bonus plus, plus your class bonus. Uh, 15. 15? Oh, you got so, so lucky. As for a moment, she turns the sprayer at you, and you basically weave your head out of the way as bits of... Bonus I mean, I am wearing forces. armor and a mask, so, like, there is that true, but in this case, it was kind of a dodge because she sprayed explo- a plastic explosive in your area, which missed you and landed on the floor. Uh, she rolled a two, so just be, you know, very thankful. Before she does the quick attack before trying to go back to the door and continue with her spray work. Uh, hi, it's your go. What do you do? Uh, I could hit her again, I guess. You want to go for it? Go for it. <laughs> this is stupid, but all right. <laughs> the rallying cry of all parts of me and all parts of Ty are like, this is the dumbest possible thing that could be happening right now. Am I still at negative two? Yes, I am. Uh, yes, you are. One, seven. Okay, so that's, that's a miss. That, you, you go for a punch and just boom, right after. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yep. She continues doing what she's doing. Kali does a quick rummage for uh, a fire a firearm. You can hear this going on, and then she's starting to run run back. Julie, yeah, you just watched all that happen. Uh, by the way, give me a quick reflex save for not just for uh, for quickness here. Just give me a quick reflex save. All right. Oh, good grief. Oh, okay. Oh, um, no. Oh, no, is right. I really have horrible dice rolls today. So this is the point where I have to say, yeah, remember that spray of explosives that Ty dodged? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Mm. So 
Now I'm going to be be generous here. It landed on your flak jacket. Okay. So basically, a big blob of plastic explosive just spurted out onto your onto your jacket. All right. So get action. What was what that? that? I apologize. That was me. <laughs> you need to doctor about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. thinking my action needs to be to stand up and take off the jacket. Okay. So Throw that's your action. You, ba- you basically roll up onto your front, kind of tear off the jacket, and scramble to your feet. And uh, yeah, so the jacket's going to be on the floor. You're going uh, oh, to. Can I just toss it? Uh, that's going to take an attack roll. Where are you tossing it to, I guess, is the question. Uh away from... Um, Ty is still next to the captain, right? Correct. Oh. So, away. Okay. I just, so, I wanted away from all of us. Okay. I will do a random, since you can't see what's going on where it's going. Okay. Alright. That's you. <laughs> the captain continues to spray, but again, she f- kind of finishes up a little bit. And she takes a step back. Basically, go ahead, Ty. You get a, an attack of opportunity, which means you get to try a punch or something else like that. So I know, it's, you know, shit, there is always a chance. Can I, like, try to, like, grab the spray gun or whatever? Yes, that is a grapple this, check. Um... So essentially roll the att- uh, same as an attack. Okay. For personal, uh, personal combat. Uh, 18. To. 18. Okay. So I'm going to double check here because I think that this is not as intensive about grapple checks. As- oh, wait, here we are. So it's base attack plus strength modifier. So that puts you <laughs> down to a 14. Okay. Now that's uh, already like in there because like the oh, okay. sheet like subtracts it all. So the one is like one I'm working with right now. Good. No problem. Ah, uh, yes. A character prevents attack of opportunity from the target trying to grapple what you're doing. The attack of opportunity deals character damage. Let's see. So three steps. One is the uh, so you basically grab, which is what you're doing now, as an attack of opportunity. So I'm going to let you do that. Uh, if the attack is a uh, character, fails the target, fails starts grapple. If the character succeeds, which you did, let's go to step three. Make an opposed grapple check. This is a free action. If the character succeeds, he, uh, they have started to grapple and deals damage to the target as if with an unarmed strike. If the character loses, he fails to start the grapple check. So in this case, the grapple check is... Uh, I guess that is the base attack bonus plus strength modifier plus grapple size modifier, which you guys are both medium, so that's, that's fine. So, yeah. Um, make another roll. Uh, in this case, it's opposed. So I have to do the same thing. Okay. Uh, that I can see. Uh, all right. Double checking. And right. Cool. And you rolled a 18. 18. Okay. And that's with the binder. <sighs> Survey says. Oh my God. Oh. But meets beats. I don't. It, I get. I get. It doesn't say if that's a success or fail because it's an opposed. Can we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Oh god. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seventeen. All right. All yeah. right. Still a chance. Still a chance. All right. 
Survey says. Oh. Twenty-five. That's right. You you tried, but here's what I'm going to do for you because of the the meat in this case. You tried to grapple, so you didn't weren't able to hold onto her hands or hold onto the sprayer, but you were able to distract her so that her next round is basically to deal with you. Yeah, so, I'm just trying to buy time at this point. Like, I don't know what Ty was going to do with the gun if she actually got it. Fair enough. But basically, yeah, it's it the good old-fashioned, you can beat that. Oh, up, 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 up. <laughs> you know. It's like when an indoor cat, like, actually catches a small animal. <laughs> they, like, they, like, bring it to you and they're like, okay, I did the part that I know about and I have no clue what happens next. Please help. Yep. Anyway, so... Julie, you basically take the time to kind of uh, get up. You throw the, you throw your jacket away. Ty, you are able to distract the captain by trying to, you know, grab the, the sprayer from her. Now, she's a lot, you know, I won't say she's a, okay, yeah, she's a lot stronger. A lot but stronger. She's, it's okay to say that. It's just yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the math is there. She's a lot stronger. But she's also a decorated, you know, officer. So, but at the same time, she's kind of focused. So while you're trying to get her away, it's kind of like playing keep away from, you know, with the, no, this is my, this is my bottle. You can't have it. And, um, have you ever watched siblings fight over a slice of pizza or a toy? It looks a lot like that. So, yeah, so that's that action. Now that's going to keep her distracted for her next action. Kali is coming back, but she's also at a negative because, again, she's in the same way that, that Dooley is, where, again, she had to, do the portis to save to keep from breathing, but she had to run for a mask. So she's in a much worse state, and the whole room is is uh, filling with white smoke. So, all right. Uh, I will say this again, just as a reminder. Are you guys keeping this, or do you want to do the fiat? Uh, this is going pretty well for Ty. Okay. Uh, I think we're still <laughs> all okay. things considered. Okay. I like how Dan's over here getting worried about this, and we're like, no, 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 let's see where this goes. GM <laughs> <laughs> <So>, chip. <laughs> so, yeah, Kali will probably be able to, in a place to attack next round. Do be on your feet. You were able to chuck your black jacket away. What do you do now? Shoot. <laughs> All right. Now, I have to say, do you have any shooting feet? Because Ty is in uh, melee range. Oh, is she? Okay. Uh, let me see what I think she I has have. armor. <laughs> Do you trust it? Do you? Yeah. I think she has armor. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, all right. So you realize there is a chance that when shooting into melee, you could hit the other person. All right. If she's that close, I'm not going to shoot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try the tackle, too. Maybe two people tackling her will finally get the damn gun away and go from there. So you want acrobatics and then a strength roll? Well, her acrobatics was to get over uh, was get over the desk. Oh, okay. What you're essentially doing is a bull rush. You're not, like, leaping for a tackle. You're doing a traditional uh, get the QB tackle. Yeah, yeah, I'm just putting my shoulder down and, and running towards them. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, according to this, attacker uh, moves into the target's five-foot step, moving this way provokes an attack of opportunity, which is true. 
Uh, each of the foes that threaten the characters is the target. Yada, yada, yada. All right. So uh, target can choose to uh, try to avoid or rebuff the bull attack below. All right. Which, again, in this case, makes it opposed dexterity check. So first of all, I need you to make a bull rush in this case. All right. Yeah. So you attack. So let's do a, a dexterity check, which in this case okay. is, yeah, an attacker gets plus two if they are charging, which you do. So it's an attack, your dexterity plus d20 plus uh, plus two versus my dexterity. I don't believe this uh, uh, adds to the target or anything else like that. Okay. So, all right. Let's ahead. see how bad the dice hate me still. Oh, 22. There we Not go. Bad. Not bad. So that's your deck plus survey says okay so you managed to land the attack uh successful bull rush if the attacker beats targets dexterity or strength check which is whatever oh that's for re one is for avoiding the other is for rebuffing right uh okay. yeah thankfully she went for the avoiding rather than the rebuff yes uh, I'm assuming, what's your strength I have a minus one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the attacker beats the target's death strength check. The attacker pushes the target back for five feet, which would put her into the door itself. Uh, attacker can push the target back for additional five feet for every five points for which the character beats the target check. You beat by seven points. So it's hard to go back further than the, the, uh, the wall, but there you go. Uh, the attacker cannot, however, exceed normal movement. Both the attacker and the target must make a reflex save to avoid falling prone at the end of the movement. So, I need a reflex save from you. Okay. And does this still have the plus two? No, this does not. Ah, there's the dice we know and love. <laughs> okay, yes. well, let's see how this goes on the other end. Yeah, the blinds are closed, dummy. That's a hell of a response for a dice ice check. I think uh, I can reach it without taking my headphones off. <laughs> okay, go for it. All right, so you go shivering. You did actually hit, you actually attacked, and uh, so yeah, it was a successful bull rush. You were able to put her against the door, uh, but you unfortunately were not able to uh, keep your feet during the rush. And she was. So you're okay. technically prone, but she's been put into the door. Technically, she gets damage. I just don't know how much. So, yeah, that's fine. You seem to be spending most of this combat falling down. That's <laughs> 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 accurate. Well, at least you okay. can do an attack, unlike Ty, who is unbelievably weak. Well, here's the good news is both of you are in the same melee range with the captain. So, just saying. Um, okay, melee range is not where I wanted to be, so I'm not sure that's actually good news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. melee range with the captain basically means the captain can swing at both of them if she wants. I, yeah, Ty is unarmed because she did not think she would actually have to fight ever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Well, let's put it this way. This is recording 26. And Ty has, I think, once had to make an attack. Once before. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I was excited when, when Paul joined us and drew his pistol. We're like, oh, wow, that's our first actual <laughs> combat round. 
Yeah, that didn't last. Yeah, that didn't last. Uh, so anyway, so the captain was distracted this round. I'm, you, you managed to do that from last turn, even with the bull rush. So uh, I'm going to let that stand. But next round, she'll be able to act as normal. Ty, uh, you're, you're go. What are you going to do? So Dooley is... But now she's essentially she's at your feet. <laughs> Great. Um, I am going to try to wrestle for the gun again. Wrestle. So it is going to be your base attack plus strength modifier plus uh, uh, no grapple size modifier. So yeah, base attack plus strength. So one. Okay. So yours, and this is going to be a opposed three. grapple attack. You rolled a three. <laughs> okay. I, again, I'm just doing the the, the uh, pose on the same type too. So in this case, it's going to be more than likely uh, much, much higher than that. Yeah. Although you both rolled the same uh, <laughs> same roll, she's just again she's a, a trained fighter as a, as a as a as a captain, so she's able to you know easily move out of that in the problem. Um, so that was Ty. Kali immediately tries to shout, you know, again, there's a lot of fog between them. She's like, looking for a target, looking for a target. Dooley, you're again, face down, but what do you do? Well, first I stand up. Okay, so that's gonna be your move action. Can, am I holding a pistol or a rifle or what am I using? No, you remember you dropped your pistol to get your mask on. No, I said I picked it back up because I was yeah. going to shoot into combat, but I decided okay. not to shoot into combat. It's a pistol. It is a it's a sidearm. It's a pistol. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to try the the bull rush thing again. Okay, Maybe I can get her out of the way and yeah, I'm I'm trying to position oh. it so I knock her into like a wall or something and do damage. Which is basically what possible. you did last time. I couldn't just find the damage rating for that, so I would assume it's basically whatever mm. your strength modifier is. But yeah, she's against the wall right now, so you couldn't like bull rush her again because there's no place for her to go. Okay. Yeah, at that point, I think you're just te- your body slamming her. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Which I am in favor of of in, of in case that did not come across. <laughs> well, except that without knowing it'll do any damage, it doesn't do any good. Okay. Yeah, but in my brain, it looks boss as hell. <laughs> I'm gonna try like a legit grapple check. She still has the gun, right? She still has the spray gun on her. Yes. You gonna do grapple yeah, check? Yeah, let's. Let, yeah, I'll try grapple check and knock that out. What am okay. I? That is gonna be your strength base attack plus your strength modifier versus her. Base. That's gonna suck. Base attack. <laughs> Okay, so my my close combat attack already has the strength modifier figured in. Yeah, that's fine. Just do that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You're terrible at this. Oh, no. I am horrible at this. God damn. <laughs> All right. What so... dice gods did I piss off? <laughs> wow. Okay, so she gets... Uh... Oh, this shit. Maybe this is the Revenge of Craig. <laughs> Threat wielder made with minus four penalty to attack rolls. That's fine. So uh, neither one of you guys are flash-footed, which is fine. Uh, all right. 
so technically you guys get an attack of opportunity. Uh, so I'm going to need just a base, a, a personal attack roll from both Ty and Julie. Nine. Okay. Not going to do it. Go ahead. Working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, nope. I think I'm, I'm becoming a statistical it. anomaly. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the DB and I'm looking. Hey, wait a minute. I think there's a stat. Okay, I'll deal with that later. All right. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. You no, guys... I mean, I'm a statistical anomaly. You're cursed. <laughs> Thank you Bumper for your vote of confidence. <laughs> um, God, we're gonna have so many buttons and bumper stickers by the time we're done. Anyway, so yeah, so in this case, here comes the attack roll. So uh, let's do this. High is going to be high. Low is Julie. Which one get first? That's gonna be Julie first. That's, that's gonna hit, and then for I can already tell what's your what's your okay. DD? You know that hits the alien in the interdimensional space. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, what is your DD? Um, ten value. Uh, it is sixteen. Okay. Did you add a ten in there somewhere? Because I could have sworn that. Like I'm looking at mine, going, hey, wait a minute, that's kind of wrong. Yeah. Well, DV starts out with a plus 10, and then that's you really end. Cool. Yeah, okay, I missed that on the math, so yeah, that's fine. So you're 16, but that still hits. And Ty, what is yours? 15. 15? Okay. Uh, okay. Yes! Oh, we have a one. We have a one. Let's see what we get. I am very hard to kill, despite me fucking bad at this. <laughs> Okay, so you, it was not a critical fumble, but it was a miss. So, in this case, who wants to guess what happened now? She mm. fell, dropped the gun, something. Let's have oh. something nicely horrible happen to her. Oh, oh. well, mm. this, the second one would not have hit. Actually, actually, I forgot the minus four, but that's okay. So, essentially, yes. Uh, what happened is, is that she had a weapon on her, and you guys were being a problem with her, so she decided to use it. So, Julie is now sprayed with explosives, oh and Ty missed. I mean, she missed Ty, but in the process, the because she rolled a one, and I realized it didn't quite hit the second time, so uh, what happened is, is that, just for drama's sake, she used the spray gun, she sprays it at uh, uh, Julie, takes a hit, sprays it at Ty, and clicks. So it's the... <laughs> <laughs> So, in utter terror, Ty looks at the barrel of the sticky gun, and when the trigger is pulled, nothing comes out, except, you know, pressurized air. And you've got to realize how close you were to oblivion. Uh, oh, so. Hey, I'm still standing. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's part of Ty's normal life these days. <laughs> All right. So Ty, you're up. What are you doing? Uh, um, <laughs> fucking surviving. <laughs> I mean, I am still alive, mysteriously. I am going to run away. Okay. 
So technically, what, that's what they usually call taking a five foot step to exit combat. And then where are you running to? I'm gonna go um, back towards the. I'm gonna run to the armory. Towards the armory. Okay, towards where Kali is. Fine. Nice. Okay. So you rush Kali. Kali has taken a uh, kind of a sniper's position. She's kind of taking a knee a little bit, bracing the rifle against her arm, waiting for a clean shot, which is doubly important because of, of the sprayer in the captain's hands. She like she kind of sees you coming and kind of waves you behind her. Just kind of does the whole, get behind me, get behind me. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm obviously going to do. <laughs> exactly. Do Lee, you've just gotten sprayed with explosive. Mm -hmm. The captain is right there. What do you do? Well, obviously, this rushing at her and trying to disarm her isn't working. I mean, it did. Is this, ex <laughs> is this explosive stuff on me like, you know, the equivalent of foam? Or is it hardening? Or what? Is it clay? It's, it's a kind of a foam sticky substance. It's a clay. Goo, I don't understand what. Sorry. Um, you know, like caulk? Like like hawk that you put in to sidewalks that like raises it and then hardens mm -hmm. as it hardens, yeah, like that. Okay. No worries. So yeah. I your action think about this substance. Um, is it foam? Is it clay? Is it what is on me? Okay. Essentially, it's like a foam. Now, what Ty said, uh, what sorcerer said, actually makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like caulk that expands when you put it into the sidewalk. Okay. So that's basically kind of the consistency of this stuff. It's sticky, it's gooey, not unlike caulk. Not un it's not a glue per se, but... You get oh, it's like that spray insulation foam. Yeah, yes. kind of. All right, so here's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want to basically take my hand, run it the length of this goop on me, get a big handful. Okay and fling it in the captain's face. Hell okay. yeah! Mm -hmm. I will say this, you uh, just get, for understanding, you can get some of it off you, but you cannot get all of it off you. I'm not trying to get all of it off of me. Okay. Uh, the purpose is not to get it off of me. The purpose is to get it on the captain, specifically on her face. Okay, so this is actually, I'm at the page for it, throwing weapons in close combat. So in this particular case, I'm still going to need you to make an attack roll. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a ranged attack roll. Okay. Uh, let's see, I'm checking here. Uh, technically, for firing pistols in close combat, it's at a minus four. In this case, yes, you are still at a minus four penalty to their attack due to the extreme close proximity to the target. Unless that target is flat-footed, which they are not. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Okay, nice I idea. I don't really but think course. these rolls can get much worse, but I, they they can somehow, I imagine. So I have a friend who knows someone who could legit perform an exorcism if we <laughs> Trust me, we, we got all sorts of ways to deal with that. But yes, I would recommend right now black salt and sunlight. Uh, uh, in this particular case, the roll of a four, you kind of do the... Like a monkey trying to fling its crap at you at a person, uh, <laughs> you like oh gather up some of this, 
some of the stuff and you flick it and easily she just you know it, it doesn't even get close you're not used to throwing something this consistency it just slaps against what she throws slaps against the door behind her and you kind of like the uh, well that didn't work uh, <laughs> you know this would be a physical sign in the show of the I you know you know you throw like a Pokemon master I choose you fling Yep. I'm picturing her making the same noise that Sideshow Bob makes after he steps on a rake. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I get you. Thank you, thank you uh, Kelsey Kramer, for that noise. All right. So the captain. So do I? Do I get a move action still too? Nope. You use your attack action first. Okay. I forget so, how the rules go in this one, but yeah. Okay. In this particular case, usually it's move then attack, but you know, okay. school. But use your attack. But and so the captain technically dives out of the way. Uh, so go ahead and make a. You're allowed to make an attack of opportunity as she leaves your field. Go ahead and make that. Uh, I imagine it's going to be not ranged. No, no, it's going to be basically you have a chance to punch. Yeah, because that always goes so well. Okay, punch and again. it went well again. <laughs> hey, really thank you. Wasn't oh, Polly's over going there, sitting over there, going, "I, I did. I meet this idiot, a lieutenant. Give <laughs> <laughs> this person a gun." <laughs> hey, it could be funnier if you had rolled a one. I literally would have had your hand. Swing by her and hit the door and get stuck to it. Oh my god. <laughs> because A, that's a that's how you do a one, and B, it would just be funnier. And more yes. Uh <laughs> since that didn't happen, I think we can safely conclude that Dice Maiden has it out for all of us. <laughs> the surface. It looks like Ty is better at fighting than Kali, which is embarrassing. Dooley. <laughs> Dooley. So, also, Kali actually takes a shot of opportunity because she was waiting for a shot. So, let's do that real quick. It also misses. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, not setting off the explosives, but the captain dives past you towards the door. And... Uh, so, uh, that was captain's move. She dives back to the door. And the door is preparing to open because, again, motion sensor. Ty, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna start yelling at Khalid and pointing to shoot in the direction of uh, the door, forgetting okay. that Louis is there because that's the kind of thing Ty would do in a panic. Okay. Honestly. <laughs> As you play Rangefinder, right there, right there! Um, <laughs> Which is a lot like somebody standing over you doing a cabinet game going, Oh, get that one! Get that one! Uh, <laughs> so, okay, Kali... those people deserve to be punched while covered in explosives. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god! So yes, she actually attempts to shoot. Uh, captain misses. Just Ken, the captain is just kind of dodging. Is She's taking... This is a trained soldier with a rifle just trying to get aim and just not hitting. And also, missing. she's been injected with super serum. Let us please remember that. That is true. 
Like, and... before we start feeling down on ourselves, we're fighting Captain <laughs> America here. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I'm just um, like, I'm still alive, so let's, let's go. I'm glad <laughs> my only expectation here is she is not dead. <laughs> Sorry, I heard that uh, Ty is excited she's not dead, and Mirgred's excited she stayed home. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is not... I feel like I am not being overly pessimistic when I say <laughs> I don't think this is an encounter that Mirgred would have survived. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you do that. Kali attacked Mrs. Uh, Julie. What do you do? You've got, uh, what are you doing? Uh, well, I, I guess I'm not sure what my options are. Isn't she going through a door? She's trying to go through the, the, the way out, yes. All right, one more bull rush. All right, <laughs> you're going to try that. <laughs> so you're basically doing your full, full attack motion. Yeah, plus four. Last uh, time. Still, and don't forget your minus because you still have a little bit of that gas going through you. That was a minus two, I believe. No, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So in this case, again, bull rush. It's going back to the right page again because I have to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Yeah. And take five foot steps. Oh my face. god. Okay. And Julie does a bull rush, smacks into the door frame, and knocks herself unconscious. <laughs> that's just the way this would go. Oh say my that god. Actually, no. What I'm going to do is, now that you you know got, knock yourself unconscious, you try to do the bull rush, and you end up slipping on the crap on the floor. <laughs> oh god. So, uh, you're, I'm not going to put you in full prone or anything like that, but basically you're just like, you know, Closer to the superhero pose, or the Terminator just came through the uh, came through the wormhole pose. Uh, you know, one knee down, one knee up, both hands down. And so, uh, <laughs> if you look at that, when it's the captain's turn, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to pause for y'all's ideas for a second, because okay. what you see is the captain holding the sticky gun, flicking the detonator top and thumb over the trigger. All right, so for my next character. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, slapsticks becomes, slapstick becomes very high stakes when you replace all of the banana peels with high explosives. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ty, give me a quick uh, notice check. Sure, why not? Am I still at the minus two or whatever? Yes, because you're still in a kind of a, oh, yeah. in a in a fog, literally in a fog. Oh. Okay, I'll give it to you with a twelve. Okay. So basically, that's when you're doing the whole get her, get her right there. You notice to your left, just on the other side of the desk, which is basically where you guys are, is the flak jacket with the explosives on it that Dooley <laughs> tossed over the desk for someplace away. I see what you want me to do, so let's do it. I'm gonna grab this motherfucking thing and throw it. You're gonna try to throw captain. it? The captain. Okay, well, okay. Uh, it's still the captain's turn. I just want to let you know what's going on here, as yeah. again, of what of what the situation is at hand. In other words, you have just as much do. explosive sitting next to you on that jacket as I am wearing on my clothes. <sighs> uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's a full metal jacket joke here somewhere, but I haven't seen the movie, so I can't quite get there. 
Is Full Metal Jacket just a bullets? Not. Uh huh. Uh, this is. Yeah. Oh well. You tried. And it's All also right. not this comedic. I didn't try sure. very hard. That's okay. <laughs> so I'm looking up uh, <laughs> damage either way, just to figure this out. <laughs> wow. Unless grenade damage. Oh, here it is. Cool. Maybe. <laughs> We wouldn't think it's cool, but okay, you can go with that. <laughs> Again, I don't see any place for high explosives. All I see is the grenade, so I've just got to run with it. I mean, let's just all be grateful we're not playing Shadowrun, where we'd have to spend the next 20 minutes plotting out scatter damage. Yeah. Yes. Or, or if you prefer, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Hackmaster, a <laughs> role-playing game that comes with text, with anatomy text. No, thank you. That's too much. <laughs> Most places have like a D20 for a uh, for critical attack. Like they're like, okay, it hits your hand, it hits your chest, it hits your leg. Hackmaster comes with a D10,000. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. sure that's impossible. Well, it, you roll three die tens and add them. So there you go. Or, add mm, them. No, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. It's four die tens, and you have your tens, your your, your ones, your tens, your hundreds, and one thousand. So uh, anyway, basically, in her round, she pushes the button. This is going to set off the explosives, which are going to blow the door off its hinges, as well as whatever on Dulee and whatever on the flak jacket, which is going to become shrapnel. Mm-hmm. So. Here is, like I said, I'm being a nice GM, and I like, and I, and I like uh, bizarre situations like this. Is this a time for a GM fiat, or do I roll the damage? Time. Um. I mean, I'm the one with armor on, so like, I'll let you pick. I don't I'm think more like armor's going to help us. I mean, did, wasn't I wearing armor too? Took it off. Remember, you, you had to take it off because it was that's what was. Oh, that's with. right. I took it off the flap jacket. Ugh. Yep. You know what? What the hell? Let's use it. Okay. I really like this character, <laughs> and I don't think I can survive a. Uh, I feel good about the chances to survive anything. So, considering that the flap jacket only gives you a DR of four, which basically means the first four. Uh, points of damage are reduced, so anything more than that you take, and I don't know what kind of hit points you guys are rocking. Uh, just from my head, though, what is what is your current hit point total, uh, Ty? I didn't fill it out. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> what? That's kind of important. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't expect Ty to ever actually get in a fight. Uh, okay, I mean, Ty, what kind of any reason? Yep. So Ty, you're just two traitors straight through, right? Yeah. Okay. And what's your constitution? Is eleven. Okay, so you get to zero modifier in your constitution. Has your constitution changed since character generation? Nope. Okay. So considering that a traitor gets five hit points to start and two each additional uh, uh, level, so that's two. You guys are seventh level, so that's six times two is twelve plus five. Okay. That would be, 17. yeah, 
17 points of damage you could take before you're considered either unconscious or dead. Okay. Uh, Dooley, what's your hit point total? So we have vitality and we have wounds. Uh, wound total, I think. Is, sorry, is that right? Let me double check. Wait, I have never figured this out. It yeah. says, yeah, vitality slash wounds. <laughs> I'm looking at the hitch. Is like, I'm just looking at lethal damage, non-lethal damage, and current hit points. So, all right. Uh, but yeah, what is your what is your current hit points? Twenty-three. Okay. So you're a little bit better. To, you're you're a little bit more likely to survive than tie a direct explosion. Okay. Um. Yeah, I still say we should use it. Let's see what it is. No more oh, waiting. All right. Oh, all okay. right. G- GM Fiat. So. As the, as the plunger is pressed on the explosive, um, her hand freezes right as the, as, the, as the thumb has gone down. Basically, now a dead man switch, essentially. Um, the explosive covered door opens, and Milgram is standing there, slightly glowing. His eyes pitch black. All of it. He... Um, you can see him holding his hand up, restraining the captain at full bore, just, just like holding on to him. Blood is seeping out his nose and his eyes and his ears. Um, and he like literally holds it still and says, everybody get to the armory. Okay. And he doesn't seem affected by the morph gas at all. Like no mask, no nothing. He is wading through it. So, Dooley, you uh, you run for the armory. Right. Uh, Ty, I'm assuming you do the same. Mm, yeah, it seems like the safest choice. Okay. Kali also does the same, but I'm going to give you a notice check for both Ty and Dooley. Okay. Okay. Twenty-six. Now I roll. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, there we go. So, Ty is, of course, closest to the armory and wastes no time rushing for that thing. Kali is quickly behind you. Kali is at least warrior enough uh, or security enough to see Julie coming and kind of waves you in as fast as possible for grabbing the heavy armory door and slamming it behind you. Uh, however, Julie, on the way out, this is what you see as uh, Milgram holds her and holds her he says he says i'm sorry i had to do it just as i have to do this the door behind the captain opens up and there are five people on the other side and for a quick moment you realize as their heads open up and the bugs pour out all over the captain. No, thank you. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you realize very quickly what the bugs are doing to the captain. They're eating her. Yeah. That's what bugs do. (laughs) And the sec, go ahead. Very (laughs) gross. Yep. And the second that enough muscle tissue has been removed, the hand relaxes and the trigger goes off. 
Oh dear. The whole cabin shakes with the explosion as the doors flung in all directions. Shatner, treadle everywhere. Boom! And even blows out the far door. The fact you're in the armory is what saves your bacon. It's sealed, it's hermetically sealed, it's armored. You you literally put yourself in a bank vault to escape an explosion. It's a panic room in the extreme. Yes, considering you're also surrounded by weapons. But the whole boom goes off. Uh, it takes a moment or two of rumbling. The alarms go off because of fire and, of course, an explosion. Um, but after the initial rumbling stops, Kali takes a moment, opens, you know, checks the door, make sure, you know, for checking for fire, and then opens it. The security office has been decimated. Yeah. Screens have been blown up. Computers are just sort of, you know, in wreckage. The, the cell doors are open, and the other side of the cell, whatever was closed, since they do have kind of a plexiglass sort of uh, finish to them, there's little bits of metal stuck in the plexiglass. The door to the out is partially open, enough that you guys could probably grab it and push it open so you're not stuck here. You have evidence that Milgram was here, but he isn't anymore. He was definitely caught a lot of the brunt of that, as well as the captain. Captain and Milgram are both gone. Benito. The what about people bugs? You... Uh, give me another. Give me a notice check. I can do that for yeah, you. Can do that for Ty as well. But you see the bugs, so okay. Look for them. Fair enough. There is one bug that's dead. Uh, a part of a finger is still sticking out of its, out of its mouth. Uh, actually, it's more of a toe. But yeah, it also has on its back the seal of the Tau Marie Corporation. Not like it's been etched in, but more like it stole the patch off the captain and was wearing it. Mm. But it's dead. It's very dead. But there's only one dead bug in here. Well, my plan worked. <laughs> Ty goes, thank God I saved you. Uh, <laughs> I, grab, <laughs> I grab one of the flap jackets okay. that are in the armory. I'm mm -hmm. going to wrap up that bug. Okay. Mirgrat will want to see this. Okay. Yes, says, I will. <laughs> Kali says, do what you got to do. I have a lot of cleaning up and paperwork ahead of me. Oh, look uh, at the time! <laughs> <laughs> the magic word. She actually does kind of say, understood. Though, she kind of holds out her hand. You're returning the, 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 the pistol now. Really? After all, <laughs> really? As dangerous as this has become, you want me to return the pistol? Give me a diplomacy check. Okay, I haven't had to use that in a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to bet the dice will still hate me, so this should be interesting. Oh, maybe not. You know yeah. what? I'm, I'm not even going to contest that. 25, you give a rousing speech of how dangerous this has been and as a security personnel, how much you need to do this to defend you and defend everybody else on the ship. And you even say, and by the book of Shaquan, I swear I will use this for what is needed and not and, and to make sure less of this chaos continues. And she's 
kind of impressed and says, of course. And she kind of holds up her pocket copy of the Book of Jaquan and the Book of Jakar and just says, she puts her hands on it, says, very well. <laughs> Sister, we'll do this. She hands, she gives you back her gun. Make sure you have a badge for your, uh, you know, this old security badge, which you kind of did anyway, but she makes sure she's mm -hmm. ear set and ready. You're a crew member. You go one way or the other. You're a crew member. You're technically under security. She technically outranks you, but you're still the, the uh, secret service person. You're as close to a local ranger uh, than the rangers are in a lot of ways. Mm. So, but yes, you wrap up the bug and take it off to Mirgat. She does say, uh, whatever findings you have, uh, make sure you you share it with the rest of us. Of course. <laughs> and, he, and then she turns to Ty. Uh, Ty Noreen Spears, welcome aboard. Welcome to the crew. Um, I'm getting paid for this, right? <laughs> to, to reiterate. By the way, I hate to say it, but that line is perfect for the just before the commercial break as you know, like you get this sign, you know, salute, welcome aboard. And there's Ty going, I get paid for this, right? Suddenly Julie's arm reaches out, grabs you and pulls you out of the door as the door closes. Uh, <laughs> so, by the way, back to Mirgret, since you haven't had a lot to do so far this episode, I want to make sure that you're also included. I feel like um, I've gotten a lot of screen time just on, like, commentary, but fair. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Uh, basically, you also feel the, 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 the explosion. Everybody does, because, again, it's an explosion in a space station. If there's a bomb that goes off on a boat, no matter how small and how large, you're going to feel it. Um, and when the, the second the, the rumbling hits, Chuvo just eyes open. He sits right up, you know, almost like a Latin on, a, on, a, on a spring. Boom, right up. His eyes are really wide, and he is breathing heavily. Uh, I want to find out what's going on with him. He, he, he looks over. Did, did, did you feel that? I suspect I did not feel it as strongly as you. No, no. He kind of shakes his head. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, I, 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 I kind of know stuff now. I don't know entirely why, but I know stuff now. This is fascinating. Would you like to share your knowledge? Um, I know where the model maker is. I know more about the, the, the Dreamwalker and how dangerous it is. I, and I know that there's other races besides the three that we've seen that have been uh, let loose on the galaxy. And um, I hear singing. I hear a lot of singing. Please describe the singing. It's, I, 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 it's like a, a, like a chorus, I guess. And it's, it's soothing and and welcoming it's 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 like it's like the the, the it's the it's the hallway music you want to hear when entering the great vault and the bank 
to know that whatever credit you wish to, to propose is going to be given, but at the same time, it's given because you've done well this whole time. I, I, I don't know if it makes any sense to you, but that's, that's how it feels to me. And it's a, it's a song of loneliness and isolation and, 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 and of belonging, but not? Does that make any sense to you? I, I don't know. Uh, Mirgorat is going to do something that Pachmara very rarely do for outsiders and start singing. Ooh. Ooh. I normally would give a perform check on this one, but I'm just going to run with it because it's fucking Pachmara and they're amazing. They yeah, are. we are. So you set, you, you set the boy down, he, he kind of this, and then you can kind of sit down and you take the traditional posture, which is good for singing, which is, again, not quite cross-legged, but close enough. Uh, and then you start to beautifully uh, emote the song, which, again, if you had other Pachmara around, would be, oh my god, heavenly. Yes. But it's just you, but it's still incredibly soothing, incredibly beautiful. And when you finish your song, and he's much more quiet, he's much more relaxed, he's kind of a little in awe, he said, that was kind of like that, except more so. Does, does that make sense? Yes! Yes, it does! Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mirgorat is going, uh, to give Tuvo a hug. Okay. Uh, uh because, uh, one, uh, Mirgorat is really glad that Tuvo's brain is no longer leaking out of his ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and two, uh, Tuvo, Mirgorat suspects that Tuvo just heard a full Pachmara chorus for the first time, completely alone. It is his first time he's ever heard, uh, essentially, a Pachmara, but not a chorus. He heard you. Nobody, he has never heard a Pachmara. No, 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 no. but, but Mirad is assuming that, that the singing that he heard while he was under mm. was a full Pachmara chorus, because, like, Mirad was singing alone, but truly, for the full effect, you have to have all of the Pachmara singing in concert, because the strength of the Pachmara is that they are all different, but all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if Tuvo says the singing was like what Mirgrat was doing, but more so, Mirgrat is assuming that Tuvo heard a full Pachmara chorus. Um, and so, uh, and like, I, I'm, I'm assuming that with any, re- as with many slightly mind-altering religious experiences, mm-hmm. the way that it affects you is heavily dependent on context such that, like, for instance, people who are just randos doing ayahuasca because they want to get high generally have a shitty time because it's not actually a very fun drug. It's something that's used to achieve a transcendent state as part of a deeply held religious ritual. And Mm -hmm. so if you just spend, you know, 15 hours puking your brains out, it's going to feel real bad. Um... And in that way, the Pachmara, the full Pachmara chorus, if you are just hearing it by yourself without context, it can feel incredibly lonely and isolating because 
it, it is a song of everything and that encompasses the feeling of isolation. Um, and so uh, Mirgrat is going to give Tuvo a hug because uh, aside from being glad that he, that he is still alive, they also want to reassure him that he is not alone in the universe. Nice. Okay. Honestly, he, he, when you hug him, he just kind of grips onto you and hugs you and starts crying a little bit because uh, out of shock and, and awe. And yeah, he's basically having something of a religious experience as far as you can tell. Um, I know we're almost at 5.30 and I know, you know, we're about ready to, to call it a day. But uh, as always, I want to leave with a good cliffhanger besides the fact you haven't gotten the bug yet i think this is a good place to do this so as you hug tubo and you hear the activity of the of the brains as they try to also understand the music that you just did because it's not just you sang for him you sang for everybody who can hear you yes um, um and like while well, Mirgra is like arm hugging tuvo Mirgrat is also going to get go out and give a little brain hug to the brains perfect I need a telepathy check. Yeah. And, you know, I hope for a good one here. 23. I'll run with that. Okay. So you give out a little brain hug to the brain skin again. It's mostly just the, the sensation of, of a feeling of a hug, because, again, we're all just tapioca in jars hallucinating the experiences. Yeah, um, you know, you know when you see a picture of a bunny and it gives you a brain hug. Yeah, but in yeah, this case, you, you can project. But you can project the feeling of comfort that one gets from being hugged by somebody who cares about them. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly, uh, but in this case, as you kind of project that out, you also kind of project a little bit of the the song that you 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 gave, just as a you know, a mild kind of reminder of this and an association, because this is also how you associate that same feeling of connectedness to the song. Yes. I, I, I am trying to to give them the way, a way to, to transform an experience that can be incredibly isolating into an experience of unity, uh, which I think is especially important for the brains because they have so little sensory input that like all they have is each other mm -hmm. um and so I, I i think it's very important that that they're able to to experience that kind of feeling of connectedness so give me a quick notice check i know notice is a pretty good one for you okay uh oh no it's not oh okay <laughs> let's give it anyway <laughs> You are thinking of another Mirgorat, sir, uh, but that's a 20, so I- roll the 20, so I'll work with this. So, as a beautiful end line right before the credits roll, as you sing a little bit, you know, giving uh, mentally singing out and making sure all those brains and tubo feel the comfort and warmness of the song, you take a moment to pause in between what might be considered breaths, and you hear the song sung back by something who knows the song better than you do. I did not sign up for a Pachmara Elder God today. <laughs> <laughs> that is where we end things today. See, that's, that's better than what I thought my ending would be, which would be sailing through the door saying, Mirgrat, I bought you a bug. <laughs> Listen, I'm just glad our ending didn't involve chunky salsa. Yes. <laughs> Okay, 
as I've been saying, I've been running with you guys to these characters for 25 games. Believe it or not, almost a full year. Uh, almost half, full half year, I should say. Excuse me, I don't know my math very well. But um, I do not like killing characters because what is the point in a death unless it's warranted? Particularly, and again, with player characters, dead people learn nothing. Uh, <laughs> so I much prefer unless... The, the death is both warranted, dramatically effective, or the choice of the care of the player. I would prefer to put them in situations of danger rather than killing them outright. And again, if if it if everything gone wrong and you guys decided not to take the GM fiat, you guys would have been in danger definitely. I may not have killed you flat out. I may, would have left the opening for you in case you wanted to trade characters or anything like that. But I'm more interested in the drama. I like the danger. Now again. If everything goes really bad with every roll, then in that case, the gods have spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but in this particular case, it actually worked into an interesting advantage where, yeah, the sacrifice was Milgram is gone. Anybody who had any knowledge of the area, of why they're there, of some of the Vorlon stuff is gone. He's, uh, Kali, again... I mean, also... on the other hand, we don't have to deal with Milgram anymore, so, like, I would say that's a net neutral. But yeah, the captain is dead. Ty's plan worked. Oh, there yes. <laughs> net Super well, actually. <laughs> yep. yep. So, but again, that's one less thing off your plate, one thing you have to worry about. And yes, Milgram isn't there, but it's all, the resource is gone. But, um, as I imagine you guys have figured out, why did Tuvo have the bloody nose? Mm -hmm. Oh, if this is Milgram's fault, Mirgoreth's gonna kick his ass beyond the grave. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, what, hap what happened to Tuvo right at the beginning? He was getting a download from somewhere. From the yeah, aliens in the past. Obviously Milgram. From Milgram. Because, yeah. and again, this is something you guys don't know as players, as characters, but I know, as, you know I'll let you guys in on it. Milgram was a 14th level character he was uh he was a uh mimbari he was a vorlon agent but he had two roles as an agent one was as a carrier basically what alita alexander did the other one was as a lore keeper but that lore keeper he only knew a little bit he knew a ton of what was going on behind the scenes mm. so a lot of that is gone but some of that got put into tuvo and the brains in little bits and pieces in the same way that uh, Milgr uh, that, uh, that Mirgrath got info on the bugs that if you try to access it, may, may or may not cause damage. So... Yeah, but he was such an asshole about everything. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he's not your problem anymore. And trust me, I've got a couple other cameos coming in soon. Suffice it to say, I almost brought in two people, but I decided to wait on that just yet. Let's say there. Let's just say this: that there may be more combat coming in, but there, because of that, there may be more guest appearances, and I think you'll like them once we get to those points. Okay. Heyo. I, I will also say this: the uh, song you got, you heard, you have a direction for. It's down there on the planet. Oh dear. So the question is: Do we do? A, do we go towards it, or do we want one <laughs> screaming in the opposite direction? Because I feel both of those approaches are valid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
Yes, of course. Run towards the danger. Where else are you going to find good drama like that? This is why you have to stay with us and listen to more good drama-filled stories of the Tau Maria Celestia on Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Now, if you wouldn't happen to know how to change my chronometer and to get it to the right time... No, no, no not, not that button. No. So why is it flashing now? Why is everything around here flashing 12? And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Odyssey, a Babylon 5 RPG podcast or Reddit, r slash odysseyb5. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our audio engineer is Gabriel Belden. Our theme music, Titan Striker, was composed by Evan King. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons license and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.